Timeout when there's gaps in coverage. Every team needs a player that they can count on to help out. Aflac Supplemental Insurance can help close the gap between what health insurance covers and what it doesn't. When you're sick or injured, bills can rack up fast. Aflac pays cash that can be put towards medical expenses like co-pays or even non-medical expenses like groceries or rent. Get help with expenses that health insurance does not cover. Visit Affleck.com to learn more. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. It's a Thursday. It's hour two here in Scottsdale. Beautiful once again. Temperatures should be in the 70s. They start out in around 40 degrees when we get here at 530 in the morning. And then the sun comes up and we're good to go. Great backdrop here. We're in right field at uh, Scottsdale Stadium, home of the San Francisco Giants. Got to take some batting practice early, early this morning. And I wanted these guys to uh, hear what 100 miles an hour sounded like. And we got into the cage down below. Fritzy, Fritzy looked like Babe Ruth there. He was swinging. You were you were making contact. Started out slow. No, no, you, you looked like good. The first five or something. Then Fritzy goes, "Can I get batting gloves?" And I go, "It really yeah. stung when you make contact." Oh gosh! Now, didn't you guys feel that? That kind of hurt. You didn't even get in when they were throwing a hundred. I did not. You I had, stayed with the guy that was just kind of lobbing had, it over. A guy named Pedro was throwing about fifty miles an hour. That's about as far as I was. But you to were go. hitting him. Made good contact. And then I said, "All right, let's get in. Dial it up to a hundred. And I just wanted to make contact. I fouled one off, and I went, all right, I'm good. I'm out of here. The sound of 100 miles an hour is unsettling. Yeah. It's like, yeah. I remember there was a baseball player who faced Nolan Ryan, and he complained to the umpire, and he goes, that didn't sound like a strike. He didn't say that didn't look like a strike. Just the sound of Nolan Ryan throwing a fastball. He's like, that didn't sound like a strike. Yeah, Paulie. Fritzy batting face looks like John Mayer guitar solo Ooh. face. Seaton, you got uh, you with okay. me on that? Like Joe Cocker back yeah. in the days. Yeah. John Mayer. Fritzy goes, the lifters of my Look at his face. Look at the screen. I know. Mountains in a Body is a wonderland. Yeah, he was uh he was digging in there. We couldn't get him out of the cage there. Marvin got in. So fun. Took some rips. Yeah, that that contact on two of them with But but a hundred th- these guys eat up a hundred. It's when it's ninety two and it's moving and it's like they, they have a a jugs gun. They have a pitching machine. Oh, we're showing Fritzy slow motion. If you're watching on Peacock, Fritzy uh Wow, the mighty Casey has struck out. Get a little help from my friends. Our thanks to the Giants. We we had to sign a waiver because they thought if you know we happened to get hurt. And then Fritzy looked at the fine print and he says they're asking if I want to be cremated. Uh, what? That was I, weird. I know. Like I know. very cremated question yeah. mark. I don't know if I should sign that. Yeah. Yes, Marv. Oh no! Hey, I want to apologize to Bobby Jones and Casey Jones about the Hall of Fame. Yeah, we I, we brought up Kyrie Irving and then you said, well. Kyrie's going to get in the Hall of Fame. Bobby Jones is in the Hall of well, Fame. Here's my theory regarding the Basketball Hall of Fame now. I just thought about right. it. Either you're on iconic teams or you have iconic moments. Okay. So if you're on like the 83 Sixers, which is, forgive me, Paulie, they feel 85 bearish. Okay. Where that for that one season, right. they were dominant. Yes. And Casey Jones, a part of those 
championships with the Celtics. Yes. Obviously, like Reggie Miller, like those moments at the Garden, you know, stuff like that. So okay. I think that gets you into the hall. All right. Uh, we say good morning to those watching on Peacock. That's our streaming partner. Download the app. And uh, we'll talk to Chris Mannix, get his thoughts on the deal that certainly uh, if you're waking up in Phoenix, Scottsdale, surrounding areas, you got Kevin Durant. You got a new owner, and he certainly made a splash here as Kevin Durant is now a member of the Phoenix Suns as we bring in the uh, great reporter, Sports Illustrated senior writer, Chris Mannix. How big of a surprise is this that Durant's, Durant's now in Phoenix, Chris? It's, it's a pretty big surprise. Um, you know, the Nets, in making the Kyrie Irving trade, they have been operating like a team that, for at least the rest of this season, was trying to see what it could do with, with Kevin Durant. They, they had other offers for Irving, specifically with the Lakers, that might have brought back more in terms of draft capital. But the Mavericks deal you know, gave them NBA talent. I mean, Spencer Dinwiddie, an 18-point-per-game scorer, Dorian Finney-Smith is one of the best wing defenders in the NBA. So the plan in the aftermath of the Irving trade was to kind of try to see what they can do with Durant and a bunch of high-quality role players. That really changed in the last 24 hours, maybe less, in, with, with the Suns being the aggressor with their new owner, Matt Ishbia, really wanted to make a splash and – you know, coming to the table with an offer for Kevin Durant that was more significant and gave the Nets more than what they wanted uh, last summer. So, you know, it, to get this deal done, I think you've got to give credit to the new ownership in in Phoenix for really pushing to make something like this happen. And they also didn't have to give up DeAndre Ayton. And I don't know if he wants to stay in Phoenix. He and Monty Williams have had you know, their moments there. but I, don't think, Dan, I, don't, I, I just don't think the Nets wanted DeAndre Ayton. I really don't. I, don't, oh, okay. I think they could have had DeAndre Ayton. I think they could have had DeAndre Ayton last year. Um, look, the player they wanted was Mikael Bridges. I mean, Mikael Bridges is a modern NBA talent. Um, yep. You know, he's a long wing player, maybe, you know, one of the top, you know, top two or three best defensive players in the league on a manageable contract for the next, I think, four years, three, four years. They wanted Mikael Bridges, and they wanted every draft pick the Suns could give up. And that's, that's exactly – they got exactly what they wanted in this deal. All right, explain the uh, Lakers situation. You don't get Kyrie. It uh, felt like Darvin Ham and Russell Westbrook were playing nice until the other night when they had words with one another, and – now he's in Utah. You get D'Angelo Russell, but I looked at the DraftKings odds to win it all. The Lakers' odds didn't change one bit. So uh, how dangerous are the Lakers? Well, they, they, they should have changed because I think the Lakers did a fantastic job over the last week leading up to this trade deadline, um, beginning with acquiring Rui Hashimura, who kind of stabilizes that small forward position in the starting lineup. And then, Dan they went out and finally realized that to build a successful team around LeBron James's talent, you need shooting. This is something that Miami did. This is something that Cleveland did. And for the last couple of years, it's the kind of thing the Lakers downplayed as being, as being necessary with their signings and the trade of Russell Westbrook or for Russell Westbrook. Now they get some guys you know, from Utah, like Malik Beasley, he can really shoot. Rui Hashimura 
um, from specific spots on the floor, he can really shoot. D'Angelo Russell, in January, Russell shot 40% from three. This month, he's right around 43% from three. He's really coming alive with that jump shot. They are a decidedly better team Hmm. now than they were a week and a half ago. And, look, you you don't want to use the cliche of you don't want to play LeBron in the playoffs. Well, LeBron with a healthy Anthony Davis and this group around him, you know, with enough time to kind of come together, I think they've got it. They're going to be – I think they're going to be a really dangerous team in the postseason. Explain to me how Kyrie and Luka work together. I think they'll work fine offensively. Um you know, look, Kyrie made it work, albeit in a brief period, with James Harden and Kevin Durant and with just Kevin Durant. You know, Kyrie can play off the ball. He's an excellent, you know, catch-and-shoot player. Uh, and there's only so many shots that Luka Doncic can take. And, look, I, I've been to several Mavericks games this year. You could see the frustration on the face of Luka at varying points during the games because he was having to do everything. Now, maybe the minutes can tick down a little bit. Maybe... You know, he doesn't have to be, you know, the 22-second per 24-second shot clock guy every single possession. Kyrie's going to take a lot of stress off him offensively. The problem is they are going to be deplorable defensively. Like, (laughs) you've got Kyrie and Luka, who at best are average defenders. You've got Christian Wood still there for now, but we'll see what happens in the next five or six hours. Um, Your three best offensive players are not good defensive players. And... Generally speaking, that's not a recipe for success in the postseason. They're going to have to average 130 again. They're, they're going to have to have it. We're going to outscore you because if you need a critical stop, that ain't happening with the Dallas Mavericks. Well, it's also, Dan, I mean, it, not to swing it back to Phoenix, but that's kind of the question mark there, too, right? Like, they just traded away Bridges. Uh, Cam Johnson was a good player for them. Um and I don't really know what they're left with there. Like, there's some weird lineups they're going to have to throw out there. Now, they're going to score a lot of points, too. And Durant and Booker are as good a one-two punch in the NBA. Chris Paul is is the right point guard to kind of meld all that together. But Chris Paul's not the defender he used to be. Kevin Durant's a good defender. Booker's a okay defender, good, you know, average defender. Like, I, that's a team that, that I think, especially in the first couple of weeks of this experiment, is going to have some nights. They're giving up a lot of points. Who would have thought Ben Simmons would be the last guy standing with the Nets? Uh, do you think that they tried to trade him, include him in uh, any trades? Well, I, I don't. That, that's to say that's a poison pill in trades would be an understatement. I just there's no market for him. <laughs> like what? There's none. Like there's, Dan, there's no market for him whatsoever. Like he's physically not able to prove he can stay on the floor. When he's out there, he still won't shoot. Um, he's not the defensive player that he used to be there's just he's got you know one of the worst contracts now in the nba maybe the worst contract in the nba um nobody's acquiring at the moment maybe i mean look we say this all the time like maybe now with a lesser role ben simmons will play better maybe now with a bigger role ben simmons will play better but if you think about it dan Hmm. even on this now gutted nets team where do you rank simmons in terms of best players like fifth uh, he's he's still not among the top five or six guys, or maybe sixth or fifth or sixth on that roster right now. So the rebuilding of Ben Simmons is is going to have to continue because nobody out there was or is interested in trading for him. 
I'll leave you with this. With the Suns making the move with Kevin Durant, your favorite right now in the NBA to win it all is? Uh, I, I, I still think it's going to come out of the Eastern Conference, and I, I'd hedge a little bit, just say Boston or Milwaukee. I think those two teams have been the most consistent. I'd say Boston and Milwaukee didn't exist because Boston, I think, beats everybody else, but they have problems with the Bucks and have had problems with the Bucks over the last couple of years. And I look, I think Milwaukee's still got a deal to make, too, in the next few hours. They have been doing everything possible to extract Jay Crowder when he was with Phoenix. I think they're going to find a way to get him out of, of Brooklyn in, in some kind of deal because the Nets have no use for him at this point. You put Jay Crowder and if he's still able to play, you know, having missed the entire season at a high level, that's going to be an upgrade for them. So it's 1-1A, one one Boston-Milwaukee, to win the whole thing, um, however you want to rank them. Always good to talk to you. We miss you, and we hope you're doing well, Chris. No, you don't. No, you don't. No, you don't. You don't. You don't. You never call. You never write. This is like – I even, like, deleted Fritzy's number from my phone. I just saw his area code pop up. So, you know, that's – that's that is that is pandering, Dan. That's straight pandering. We reached out to you earlier this season, and you weren't available. No, I I think I'd need I think I need you to make a whiteboard list of the NBA insiders you called before me. Like was was I like the fourth guy Ooh. on the list here? Wait, was there, wait, were there a couple on. of let NBA me, radio guys? Let me ask. Hold on, Paul. Uh, Paulie, uh, do you know if Mannix was the first guy we called today? Do you want me to be nice or want me to be truthful? Be truthful. <laughs> third. Okay, you were third. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, we're talking I, about like heavy said, hitters like, like said, Woj and uh, you know, and Chris Haynes. Those are big shots. Oh, Chris well, Haynes. Wait, easy, easy, easy. Oh, wow. you know, the Woj. You know. knows like we, Maddox said, knows we love him. Like, sure, Fritzy, whatever. Like I said to Rich Eisen, I'm a Rich Eisen guy now. So I'm, I'm team like Rich officially, Eisen. Like this, officially uh, Rich Eisen. I, okay. There's a T-shirt. Why did you come on today, the then, if you're a Rich Eisen guy? I just, you know, to be respectful, and uh, I enjoy our conversations. And, but uh, you just disrespected just nice me guy. by being respectful to me. No, no, I'm I'm pointing out the level of disrespect that's been directed. I gotta at me go, Chris Haynes. Chris Haynes is on hold here. I gotta go. He's been waiting yeah, like ten minutes. Thank you. You Chris. called the wrong Chris. Yeah, that's Chris Mannix. Chris Mannix, Sports <laughs> Illustrated senior writer. Oh, he got frosty because we reached out to him one time, and he either didn't have anything or he, he was wasn't, traveling. Yeah, sorry, he, he unavailable. Wasn't available. Yeah, I think he's one of those guys now that needs like twenty-four to forty-eight hours at least notice, or you got to talk to. His We've PR had guy. Mannix on probably more than any other oh, in the history of the NBA, show. NBA writer. So what is he cranky about then? I don't know. It, and you know, it could midlife crisis, a recency bias. I think a, a couple times when a story broke, he didn't get a call, and he's like, "Huh, I usually get a call." He's used to getting the call mm. over the past year. Well, you know, I told Fritzy, why don't you check to see if Mannix has anything on this story? You know, it seems like a novel approach to have somebody on. And retweeting something that Woj put out, that doesn't count. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I don't whoa. think it does. And, and Mannix is in love. Man, Mannix is in love. He's got other things to worry about. Totally in love. I've yeah. seen it. Yeah. He probably cares more about boxing than uh, women's boxing than he does. UFC. He's been knocked out. Yes, he has. Let's take a break That's here. That's cute, though. That's sweet. No, I'm it glad. Is. I'm happy for him. But when he announces that he's a Rich Eisen guy now, okay, it's Looks well, like all of a sudden he got engaged and like put on his big boy pants. And he's like, oh, you guys can't treat me like this yeah, anymore. Yeah, take that. Yeah, okay. yeah Marv.
Vladdy Divac's in the Hall of Fame, too. Will you right, go stop ahead. Go to break. With stop with this. Why are you hating today? I'm not hating. Yeah, you are. You're pointing out all these guys that shouldn't be in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, I don't know if Kyrie's going to get in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> Do you think Kyrie's going to get in the Hall of Fame? Oh, without question. Okay. Did I just I just named you three guys before. Okay. Throughout the show, we'll keep going. Okay, you do that, you hater. No. I just, it's easier to get into the Basketball Hall of Fame. Correct. Okay. Steve Garvey's not in the Baseball Hall of Fame. He which is, is not, travesty. and he should be. We're going to work on that. Yeah. Thank you, Mark. Dino Rogers and Dino Rogers. <laughs> He's not. He is not in the Hall of Fame, is he? I swear on my son. Oh, that's well. That's international. Oh, oh. That's international play for Dino yeah, Rogers. I shouldn't swear on my son, should I? No. No. But Dino Rogers in the Hall of Fame. No. Okay. Yeah, Kyrie's going to make the whole thing. Dino Raja. But he had a great international career. Remember when he came over to the Celtics, like, hey, they got Dino Raja. Like, oh, he's tearing up the fleet center. Yeah. <laughs> Popping in 16 and 7. Hey, they got Dino Raja. Let's take a break here. Uh, we'll come back. Our good buddy Sal Palantonio will stop by. Final hour of the program, the best sports writer in America, in my opinion, Wright Thompson, will join us. He has a long, long profile on the legacy of uh, Joe Montana and what Tom Brady's legacy did to Joe Montana's legacy. It sounds complicated, but uh, Wright Thompson will put it in his own words coming up in an hour from now. Take a break. Back after this Dan Patrick Show. Biggest Sunday in sports and DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 57, has all the Super Bowl action you need. New customers can bet just $5, get $200 in bonus bets instantly, plus all customers can get in on the uh, Super Bowl 57 excitement with DraftKings Happy Hour Super Boost. Check out the DraftKings Sportsbook app every day between 6 and 9 p.m. Eastern. See what prop bets will be boosted. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use the code PATRICK. New customers can bet $5 on Super Bowl 57. Get $200 in bonus bets instantly only at DraftKings Sportsbook with the promo code PATRICK. Fritzy? 21 and over in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in New York. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. Bonus issued as free bets. One early win token issued at opt-in. Moneyline bets only. Deposit and wagering restrictions apply. Eligibility in terms of DraftKings.com. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. By the way, I just checked with Chad. Chad is here with Traeger Grills. Him and his uh, girlfriend, Julie, are uh, cooking up all week long. And I said, uh, I don't have a menu here yet, Chad. He goes, my bad. It's a long menu. Smoked beef ribs, pork belly burnt ends, mac and cheese, jalapeno poppers, street corn salad, triple chocolate brownies, raspberry crumble bars, and raspberry mojito. What? Who has it better than we do? Nobody. Yes. Our thanks to Traeger, all the great folks who uh, came out, all of our great partners here. 
King's Hawaiian Legacy Box, Panini America, PXG, Traeger, Tire Rack. Our next guest, Sal Palantonio, covering his 30th Super Bowl, 28th for the Mothership. You can catch him on NFL Matchup Show with Greg Cosell and Darius Butler on Super Bowl Sunday, 9 Eastern on ESPN2. ESPN National Correspondent covering the NFL, Sal Palantonio, joining us on the program. Looking good, looking lean, looking ready for Super Bowl Sunday. Sal Palantonio. It looks like he's ready for a, a, a TV appearance there. You look like you're ready for ready to go on TV. You know, as a, as a reporter, you always have to be ready. Whenever you would sit around the mothership, and that would be breaking news, then, it, you know, depending on what the sport was, you go, hey, put on a jacket, you know, prop you up, and all of a sudden you go on TV. Sal, good to see you. Grant, great to be here, Dan. Yeah, you're looking good. I'm all right. Is it different with your hometown team in the oh, Super yeah. Bowl? Yes. <laughs> Just telling Todd, you know, I'm up to my chest in snakes and alligators, man. Why? And, and it's everything, all the time. It's 24-7 coverage, you know, as it is when you're covering a Super Bowl team for ESPN, but then you add the fact that it's your hometown team, and uh, there are a lot of requests, a lot. And, you know, you don't want anything to fall through the cracks. You don't want anything, anybody reporting a story before you do either. But how taxing is that for NFL reporters? Certainly the importance of the sport for ESPN of not... It's not taxing. You know, it's, it's fun. It's definitely fun. But if somebody beats you to a story that you should have gotten... I blame it on Adam Schefter. Oh, you do? <laughs> <laughs> All else fails, yeah. you, you blame Schefter. Yeah. You could take him, couldn't you? In, in, in what way? Like a fight. <laughs> Probably, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> wait, wait, clear Adam, this. Ad, have you seen Adam's guns? Yeah, Adam, I've seen him. I've yeah. seen him without a shirt off. Yeah, Adam's got his, his he's, he was in the gym yesterday with me. He's, he's, he looks like he's doing pretty good. Yeah, but clear something up. Were you a Navy SEAL? I was not a Navy SEAL, no. I was a, I was a surface warfare officer in the United States Navy for six years. Okay, but that sounds serious. Well, I went through boot camp and officer candidate school. Pretty rigorous training. Then you train while you're in the Navy. So there's a what lot. What did of you want to do? Excuse me. What did you want to do in the military? What did I, I? I did my service. I was in. I I enjoyed it. It was great. But I missed my family. You know, being out at sea, it's hard. Yeah. Yeah. So you have to make a choice. Really, if you're in the Navy, you're either going to be out at sea or you're going to come home. And and Shefty hasn't been on a destroyer. No. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Telling you what, I would take you over Shefty. I mean, those, the, there was almost going to be a fight in Houston, almost, at the bar. And I remember Sal Powell was there and you had my back. We won't talk about that. <laughs> but, but uh, you know, I, we can talk about it. Sal doesn't have to. All I know is there was a guy who wanted me to do a shot, and I didn't want to do the shot. Wasn't Dibble there? Yeah. I do, so I do remember yes. it. <laughs> and all I know is... I do remember it quite well. <laughs> this guy was getting in my face because he said he thought that I was too good to have a shot with him. And I'm going, no, I, just, I don't want to do a drink. If I do a shot, then somebody's going to say I saw him do five shots. And all of a sudden, Sal is just staring at this guy, and you got your hands out. I don't know if you, you recall what you did, but you're, like, ready to go. And you did have my back. Nobody else who was with me had my back, but you did. And you were ready to maybe disarm this person. 
<laughs> hey, hey, Dan, sometimes sometimes you just got to look at a guy and they know they got no shot. Okay. All right. Uh, what is, what is change? So this is your 30th Super yeah. Bowl. Yeah. What's the biggest change? Social media? Yeah. Yeah. Gambling? Big. You know, this is the best Eagles team of all time, in my opinion. Covered the team for 30 years, but it's also the most engaged team of all time. You know, you go around Philadelphia, yeah, 30,000 people out on the streets when they won the NFC Championship game. People are totally emotionally engaged in this team, and I think a lot of it has to do with gambling. I really do. People are gambling on the NFL like crazy. But $16 billion is going to be gambled on the, on the Super Bowl. Sixteen billion. Have they broken it down by cities, like where Philadelphia would rank gambling on Sundays, any Sunday? Top three. You think so? Sure. You know, when New York made online gambling legal, which was in January of, uh, of this year, well, excuse me, 2022, we saw an explosion in gambling when online gambling was legal in New York. And it's New York, New Jersey, Pennsylvania. That's, that's the vortex, other than Las Vegas. How concerned are you of where we are now to where we're going to be gambling? And you got to start thinking about things that could go wrong, nefarious things, I would think, with the sport, with gambling. I'm not too concerned about it. I'll tell you why. I think there's enough money in the sport you know, if you're talking about players and yeah. your coaches, right? I think there's enough money in the sport where 99.9% of those involved in the sport are not in jeopardy of saying, okay, I, I got to do something. They, they won't be tempted by it. They won't be tempted. There's not the temptation there. And the league has put in great safeguards, I think, and protections and they scare the players and the coaches enough that this is, this is something you can't do. Sal Palantonio, the mothership, joining us here in uh, Scottsdale Stadium. Not a bad setup here. They gave us the ballpark. Last time I was here, I think I was having a beverage of choice with Chris Berman at a training right, right, like literally right on this spot. There's, I think this is like a hospitality Yes, it suite. is. Yes, yeah. it is. And, and yeah. we, we've, we've come here a lot, actually. Yeah. It's fun. It's fun. You know, I love baseball. I love it. Where is the uh, drama this week? Oh, man. I think the number one drama has to be is Jalen Hurts fully healthy to play the game. Absolutely. And what are you hearing? I, well, I think he's healthy enough to do what they need him to do to win the game. Okay. So I was talking one-on-one -on -one with Shane Steichen yesterday. No cameras. You know, they have the coach and player availability. And he was sitting at a table by himself, the offensive coordinator of the Eagles. Mm-hmm. No one was around him, so I just pulled up a chair next to him. And the last question I asked him, I went through a, a bunch of stuff, and I just said to him, yes or no answer. Yes or no answer. Will you be restricted in any way in how you call the game based on Jalen Hurts' shoulder? He said, no. We're, we're trying to win this game. We're going to go out and win it. You think he's going to need surgery in the offseason? No. Okay. I don't. Because it feels like we keep focusing on Mahomes' high ankle. shoulder surgery is tough to do anyway, right? Yes. It, yeah. It's, the only way you really repair it is through rest, you know, over the long period of time. So, and he hasn't had that. He has to, had to go back onto yeah. the field. 
The uh, the high ankle sprain, though, everybody wants to talk about that because it's Mahomes. Yep. Mahomes' value to the Chiefs is different than Jalen Hurts' to the Eagles. 100 And what you're going to ask them to do. Can the Eagles get into a shootout? They don't have to, and I don't think that they will. They rushed 44 times against the Niners in the NFC Championship game. And you look at Mahomes. He's 10-3 and three in the postseason. 10-3. and three. Am I right about that, Paulie? 10-3. and three. So you look at the three losses. The common denominator in the three losses is he loses the time of possession. Yeah. Right? you got to play keep away from Patrick Mahomes. If you try to get into a shootout, you're going to lose. you got to play keep away. The way to play keep away is to run the football. Cincinnati had 18 rushes, Dan. 18 rushes yep. in the AFC Championship game. you got to run the football. I know I sound like some, you know, dinosaur, but in this game, you got to run and play keep. You put, if you put Mahomes back on the field, you can't get him off. He's got a great third down completion percentage. They're great as a team on third down. They're great as a team on fourth down. Don't put the ball in his hands. Play keep away because once you put him on the field, he's hard to get off the field. Yeah, I've said this before, that these games come down to can you make a stop, can you run the football? And I want, when Mahomes gets on the field, that now he has to have a little more pressure to make something happen because if he goes off the field, the Eagles run the clock. Now, you, now you've reduced the number of times he's going to get the ball. Now you put a little more pressure on The him. number one outlier in this game is the Eagles' offensive line. They are the best unit, single unit, in this game, without a doubt. And they can dominate, yeah. and they have. And I think that they will try to run the ball and play keep away with Patrick Mahomes. You know, defense wins championships, but quarterbacks win the Super Bowl. And that's what you got to do. you got to prevent Patrick Mahomes from winning the Super Bowl. Because in the fourth quarter, like you said, you got to make a stop. He's hard to stop. So if he's got the ball in his hands with a chance to win the game in the fourth quarter, you're probably going to lose. He's probably going to win. Is he a top 10 quarterback of all time right now? I don't think so. Not yet. Not enough, not enough time yet, Dan. Okay. Not enough time. I don't think top 10. You know, he's getting there, though. He's pretty darn good. Dan Orlovsky says that Joe Montana is not a top five quarterback of Joe all time. Joe Montana is the number one quarterback of all time, ahead of Tom Brady. I agree with Lawrence Taylor. I take Montana over Brady. Why? So accurate. Uh, never lost a Super Bowl. Never threw an interception in a Super Bowl. Just so intuitive with the ball. <clears throat> and don't forget, you can't touch the quarterbacks now. Brady, Montana used to get hit. Oh, gosh. Brutalized yes. all the time. And he hung in there. I, I would take Montana. Brady's a close second, but I like Joe. But if you look back and, and having you know covered the NFL and been around for Elway and Montana, those guys weren't throwing 30 touchdowns in a season because you know they, the offenses weren't, they weren't geared towards that or the defenses were a whole lot better and more physical. You know, when people go, you know, Elway, I think, threw 30 touchdown passes maybe once. Maybe Montana did it once as well. But that's not what their games were predicated on. Terry Bradshaw and the Steelers weren't predicated on that. Yeah. Uh, you know, we get caught up in what are the numbers. But if it came down to one game, it's like somebody said to me, hey, I know you think LeBron's the greatest basketball player of all time. Who would you take in a one game? And I go, I'd take Michael. Sure. But if I said, um, hey, you got one World Series game to win, am I picking Kurt Schilling? Sure. John Smoltz? 
Sure. Jack Morris. Sure. Tom Seaver. They're not the greatest pitchers of all time that I'm taking. So one game, yes, but that's different. You know, Clayton Kershaw's got a Hall of Fame career, but am I taking him over Kurt Schilling? The answer is no. So I don't know what we proved there. The, the, um, <laughs> it was the, a good discussion, Dan. Thank yeah, you very yeah, much. Yeah. Appreciate it. Um, the commissioner said the officiating's never been better. What did you make of that remark? Not perfect. Never been better. Yeah. You know, I think he's got stats to prove it, but I think, you know, it doesn't pass the eye test for most people who are but watching But there's the more game. social commentary. That's why I think there's more debate. That's And there's yeah. more rules. Yep. And that makes it tougher. Like, I give them the benefit of the doubt because we've stood on the sidelines and watched an NFL game. It's hard to officiate an NFL game. It really is hard. And so much of it is subjective. Yes. For sure. Offensive holding, I think, is subjective. For sure. Defensive holding is not, I think. And I think roughing the passer is not subjective. It is not. It really isn't. So there were times in that AFC championship game that I thought the Chiefs should have been called for roughing the passer on Joe Burrow several times. Yes. Yeah. It, certainly one time Se- there was. Several times. Yes. Yeah. But I, they should review. They should be able to review roughing the passer. Yes. Yep. I agree with Belichick. I think pretty much everything should be reviewable. And, Dan, put it on TV. Why don't we put it on television? I mean, when he go, goes under the blue tent, start the cameras rolling, live. Have Troy Vincent, John with, with Runyon. audio? Audio, the whole schmear. Oh, boy. Put it all on TV. Wow. Hey, if we, can have, if we can have cameras and audio in a courtroom... In the United States of America, why can't we have... Football is more important than courtrooms. I mean, football is not more important than a courtroom. I mean, we, oh, okay. we, we broadcast trials live. Why can't we broadcast a review live? And guess what? You can sponsor it. You can make money off it. It'd be great. Oh, I love it. And, I, I, and guess what else you could do on it? You know, gamble. Uh, well, you know, we're going to get to that. You're going to be gambling on each play. They do that now anyway, yeah. in stadium. Yeah. That's one of the biggest things. You can gamble. Uh, I, and it's unbelievable how, how much young people are gambling all the time. But getting back to the, the refereeing, I think overall they do as good a job as they can. And I think they can do better for sure. I think... All you have to do is look at the officiating crews. If you ever read Kevin Seifert's column on ESPN.com, he does an unbelievable job of reviewing each crew. There's too much variation between the crews on what they call. That shouldn't be happening. But they also shouldn't have all-star crews for playoff games. It should be the team that you had. I would agree with that. Because I still go back to the Saints-Rams game. If you had a team together, egos wouldn't have played a role there, and and no, those guys would have huddled up and said, "Look, you missed it. We're gonna we're gonna help you out on that." And it felt like that. that it seems counterintuitive that they don't work together all year long, and then they're put together during the biggest game on the planet on one day. They I, should be working. You wouldn't take a, a team of all stars and put them in the Super Bowl. You have to, you know, work up towards it. I agree with that. Let's be co-commissioners. I think we could handle this. Sure. Yeah. I like that. We'll split the paycheck. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> How much does the commissioner make? Oh, it's way up there. Is it 60? 
It's a lot. Yeah. Paulie, <laughs> how much does the commissioner make? Uh, closest to the hole. What do you think the commissioner is going to make this year? I'll or, say 65. Yeah, I'm going to go 72. Oh, I, I have 54 last year. Oh. But okay. Poor well, guy. Well, did he have a good year this year? I don't know. I'd like to be baseball commissioner, Dan, just for like a, a couple of weeks. I'd like to just sit with Rob, Bob, Rob Manford and yeah, but what, see what's what going on with What would you do for two weeks? I, I wouldn't have to have any power. I would just like, you know. Oh, oh you just want the title. Yeah, just the title. Oh. Walk around. Hey, commissioner. Stay, yeah, walk around from, you know, spring training complex to spring training. Yeah. Sit where I want to yeah, sit. Okay. That'd be kind of cool. Yeah. <laughs> you and Peter King. You and Peter King I could see. Yeah, could, you know, spring training baseball is the best thing ever invented by mankind. Yes, it is. Yes, yes without it is. a doubt. Yes, it is. I've spent many, many a spring in the bleachers here. Yeah, it is the, absolutely the wonderful to come here to this stadium and watch a game. You go down to the, the Marriott Suites down there. You walk over here. You have sure. A, yeah. a beer or so. Yeah, a couple of beers. absolutely. It's nice. He's Sal Palantonio covering his 30th Super Bowl. You can catch him on NFL Matchup Show with Greg Cosell, Darius Butler on Super Bowl Sunday, 9 a.m. Eastern on ESPN2. Sal Pal, great to see you, buddy. Thank you for stopping by. DP, you're the best. We'll take a break. We're back after this. Not sure what kind of security they have here at Scottsdale Stadium, but maybe simply safe home security would help. I'm just saying. Okay. If they need any suggestion. I mean, it's a beautiful ballpark. They allowed us in. So. You could probably set those cameras up yourself, too. Oh, yeah, they can. Yes, Tom. Alliteration. Scottsdale Stadium, Simply Safe. I see what you're doing there with the S's. Simply Safe is designed with cutting edge security technology powered by 24 7 professional monitoring. The professional monitoring service is going to cost you under a dollar a day. That's less than half the price of traditional home security systems. What's up, Holmes? No contracts to sign, no hidden fees, no pushy salespeople. And U.S. News and World Report the last three years said Simply Safe is. Simply the best home security system. How about that? Customize the perfect system for your home. It's going to take just a couple of minutes at simplysafedan.com. If you go today, claim a free indoor security camera plus 20% off your order with interactive monitoring. That's simplysafe.com. There is no safe like Simply Safe. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR, or stream us live on the Peacock app. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's me, three-time Pro Bowler LeVar Arrington, and I couldn't be more excited to announce a podcast called Up On Game. What is Up On Game, you ask? Along with my fellow Pro Bowler, TJ Hushmanzada, and Super Bowl champion, yep, that's right, Plexico Burris. You can only name a show with that type of talent on it. Up On Game. We're going to be sharing our real-life experiences loaded with teachable moments. Listen to Up On Game with me, LeVar Arrington, TJ Hushmanzada, and Plexico Burris on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts from. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
Try to sneak in a couple of phone calls here. Intelligence runs in the family. Innovation runs in the family. Extraordinary runs in the family. The Mercedes-Benz range of SUVs. Every member waiting to impress. Learn more. MBUSA.com. Once again, we got the uh, Traeger grills fired up today, also tomorrow. And if you're uh, in the Phoenix, Scottsdale area after the show, we'll be down at the uh, Home Plate Plaza that we've done the uh, last couple of days. And uh, we'll uh, do a meet and greet there. People have driven in from California, New Mexico, Oklahoma, and uh, just to say hello and see how uh, small Marvin's hands. Uh, we had an awkward moment last night. We went to Top Golf, and I, of course, wanted to uh, bring out my new PXG uh, clubs. And I didn't get a chance to do it because I had to say hello to all of our great sponsors who were there. At one point, I look over, and Marvin's got his hands up, and there was a woman who works for us <laughs> who's, a, who's a very tiny woman. Um, and she put her hands petite? up. Yes, petite. Is that the and, word? and she put her hands up next to Marvin's. And um, it's probably not the best thing for you to do that publicly, Marvin. Well, that's why it was off mic. Yeah. You just brought it out here in the public. <laughs> well, yeah. Everything is for public consumption here. Don't you know that? I'm learning. Okay. So this, this woman wanted, her, wanted to measure her hands, and her hands were... I think as big as yours, maybe a little bigger. <laughs> if you caught the nails, yes, definitely. Yeah. Yes, Paul. At, at the meet and greet all week outside, every three or four minutes, I see like some sixty-year-old woman from Wisconsin <laughs> with her hands up, and there's Marvin getting someone taking a picture. I know they, you think they're giving you a high five, and they're like Marvin, and then Marvin's all right, and I go, no, no, let's measure our hands there. It is definitely, hey, Marvin, it's so good to wait. Put your hands up. Come on, put your hands up. Put your hands up. You're great to okay. Yeah, yeah, we like you on the show and all that. Put your hands up. Uh-huh. Uh, I like Sal Palantonio's idea. It'll never happen. But if they go under the hood for a review and you got to hear the home office talking to the official and just hear what they're saying here, how good a TV is that? I mean, the NFL's a reality show. Make it a true reality show if you wanted to. And, and let us hear what is said under the hood. You got it wrong, Joe. Reverse it. He had both feet in. Let's go. <laughs> But I'm okay with that. Don't you want the full transparency of of them saying we don't have a good angle on that? You know, you're gonna have to go what what your gut feeling is on that, or hey, you got to change that. You know, I had one foot in, uh, whatever it might be, just to get that that moment of clarity from or whatever they're hearing and seeing. Because how many times do we go? Are they seeing what we're seeing? Do they see all the replays that we're seeing? And then sometimes they'll go, oh, you know, we saw that after the fact. And then you go, oh, then they're showing you something. You're going, oh, wait, how could they call it that? But I think that'd be fascinating. Yes. Yeah, yeah, you just want to just to hear how they got to the decision yeah. they're making sometimes. Yeah. What, what was the reasoning used? Because we see the replay ourselves and go, okay, well, they're obviously going to call that. And then they don't. And you go, wait, what are you seeing? Yeah, like how many times it even just happened in this year's playoffs where it's like, no, he's in bounds. That's clearly in bounds. And then they call him out and you're like, wow, you can see. I, I still think that they have to do review on roughing the passer. You know, I think that that is given the importance of it and for defenders that they're not even quite sure what they're allowed to do and not allowed to do. Yeah, Paul. I was watching NFL films the other day, or NFL uh, Network, and remember the, the hit in the Rams-Saints game that we've been talking about, the yeah. interference? I, it was not just early contact where it was interference. It was also head-to-head -head contact. There were two fouls on the play, and they ignored both. I could see they, they didn't catch the – they said it was bang-bang with the, the pass interference. 
But it was, it was clearly co- contact to the head. They could have called two. Yes. But that's an all-star officiating crew, and it felt like nobody wanted to embarrass somebody there. And, and I think your regular crew would be honest with you and say, you know what? I think you missed that one. Let's huddle up together. Yeah, Seaton. But I was always under the impression that when they go under the hood, we'll say, right? Yeah. And they're looking at one play. If they see another foul in that play, they can't call it. No. I, I, think, I think that's part of the rules. Like, like, oh, dang, we missed him getting smashed in the head there, but we're only looking at this other part. You well, know? They could have called the other penalty on the play, even if they missed the helmet-to-helmet. Yeah. Our uh, in-studio guests receive a great gift bag, items provided by King's Hawaiian Legacy Box, Panini America, PXG, and also Traeger. Yes, Marvin, what? You got a... Frank Ramsey's in the Hall of Fame. Frank Ramsey? He was a great Celtic. Iconic teams. Like, yeah. Like, Draymond Green standing alone is not going to be a Hall of Famer. Draymond Green playing for Golden State is a Hall of Famer. Well, that's why I apologize to those guys. Iconic moments or yes. iconic teams. Yeah. That's it. So we're, this started with, is Kyrie a Hall of Famer? And then we realized, yes, he is if you factor in these other guys. Correct. Right? right? And he's got he's on an iconic team, and yeah. he had an iconic moment for them. Yeah. All right. Oh, you're welcome. Go ahead. Thanks, Marv. You got it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Maybe the Hall of Fame should start being where it's like uh, you can only have 250 guys in at one time. So you're going to put somebody in, somebody else has to drop out. (laughs) You get relegated? Imagine that. (laughs) Relegation Hall of Fame? And we just start it with like the, the first one in is the best player of all time. But, and then you just start doing the ranking like wild. that. But you're it. starting to see a little more momentum of the Hall of Fame within the Hall of Fame mm-hmm. that they're going to have levels of Hall of Famers. I've been pushing forward for a while. I have a penthouse, third floor, second floor, ground floor, maybe a basement. The great sports writer Wright Thompson, a profile on Joe Montana. He joins us coming up. One more item as we close that hour, too. You know, I've seen a lot of this week. Not Eagles fans, not Chiefs fans. Guys who work at TireRack.com. <laughs> Everywhere I go, hey, it's the Tire. We went to Top Golf last night. Tire Rack guys are here. Went to dinner the night. Tire Rack guys hey, are here. You love those guys. You feel deflated when they're not around. Oh, oh, oh that is. TireRack.com slash Dan. Tell them what you drive, how you drive, where you drive. They have the easy-to-use tire decision guide. All you do is answer a few questions. You'll get a personalized tire recommendation in just a couple of minutes. They have all the great tires, the full lineup of the Yokohama tires, test results, ratings, customer reviews. They got everything for you. Skip the waiting room in a lot of areas. They offer mobile tire installation. That means a tire rack technician will bring the new tires to your home or office and install them on site. This is game-changing stuff, and they're wonderful people to work with. TireRack.com. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Mini Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. 
Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. Hi, everyone. I'm Paul Anka. And I'm Skip Bronson. And what happens when two old friends take their decades of experience in the business and entertainment worlds and sit down with our buddies? You get our way, a brand new show from My Heart Podcast, where we chop it up with our pals about everything under the sun. This is our podcast, and we're going to do it our way. Listen to Our Way on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 